you lift your praise to the Lord right there? Father, we thank you, God. We give you glory. Thank you for gracing us with your presence this morning. Thank you, Lord, that you are our Father, Lord Jesus. Thank you that you have something very special for us today, Lord God. Lord, we trust in you today. We believe in your word, God. We, we lean on you and we depend on you. Thank you, Lord God, for a season of miracles in Jesus' name. We thank you for miracles, Lord God, for every hand lifted in the sanctuary, God, for every person watching, Lord God, live. Thank you, Lord God, for miracles, Lord God, in their households in Jesus' name. Lord, it's because, because you spoke it and you said it through your word, God, that it's a season of miracles, God. And we thank you for the results, God. Lord, we open our ears so we can hear your voice this morning in Jesus' name. I thank you, Lord God, for our hearts are ready to receive from you. In Jesus' name, we give you praise. Amen. Put your hands together. Give the Lord praise. Come on, no patty cake for Jesus now. Praise him like he's king of kings and like he's Lord of lords. The great I am. Hallelujah. 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 Uh, can you do one more thing uh, for me? Can you uh, help me? Help me. Uh, show honor to my my life partner to the person who completes me uh, can you put your hands together for my wife Toya Johnson you, you may be seated Toya if you keep standing baby I love you and I'm so proud of you uh, you've been working hard uh, in school, uh, if you all don't know, she's working on her degree in school, and she's been managing school and kids and and work on a job and ha and and running the household, and 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 she's done. Baby, you've done a wonderful job, and and I wanted to say that I love you so much. You complete me, and I am loyal and dedicated to you. There is no other in my life. You're the only woman in my life. And I just wanted to tell you this morning that I'm proud of your work. And I know that the Lord is going to honor your hard work with everything you're dreaming and hoping for. In Jesus' name. That's my baby right there. So, hi, hello. <laughs> uh, my name is Christopher Johnson, and I'm, I am Bishop Flynn Johnson's son. A lot of you know me, some of you don't. Uh, I, am, I am the middle. I am the middle child. Uh, <laughs> 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 Tiffany, Tiffany Carol Johnson. There's Tiffany Carol Johnson. She's the firstborn, and, and I'm Christopher Johnson. I'm the secondborn. Christopher Flynn Johnson. I'm the secondborn. And then Matthew Stephen is my younger brother. Matthew, he's the he's the last. He's the he's the, he's the last born. Matthew Stephen Johnson, and uh, oh man, I serve alongside of the best family in the world. There, there ain't no ain't no better family than mine. I'm I'm sorry. I'm I'm just biased. I'm jealous. I mean, I'm, you can be jealous. I'm I'm biased. I love my family so much, um, and their dedication to serve God. Um, yeah, it's an honor. It's an honor this morning. Uh, Bishop is in, is, is in, uh, he's in Alabama with, with one of his pastors. And uh, 
and he's ministering there. So today I'm going to um, tell you exactly what the Lord told me. Um, I was in my quiet time and I heard the Lord speak loud and clear. And this is what he said. He said, behold, I will bless you and prosper you and make your name great and cause wealth to flow through your hands. I will shut the mouth of your haters. I will destroy the evil works of the enemy. Healing will flow through your hands. Deliverance will flow through your hands. Everything that the enemy took from you, he says, I will restore it in multiple forms. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Trust in me and I will do it. Do not doubt. Do not complain. I will show up and I will show you something your eyes have never seen before. Pick up the pen and write. And I will, I will establish your plan, says the Lord. I will anoint your head with oil and give you strength and you will succeed and finish strong, says the Lord. Hallelujah. 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 Uh, I want you to open your Bibles to Isaiah 43, 18 and 19. Isaiah 43, 18 and 19. This is the first message from the series, All Things Are New. Say that to your neighbor. Say, all things are new. No, 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 no. You got to say it like you believe it. Come on, look at somebody eyeball to eyeball and say, all things are new. Yes, yes. Everything is turning around. The name of this, the name of this message today is anything is possible with God. Anything is impossible with God. Okay? All right, Isaiah 43, 18 and 19, this scripture is, is, it was to Israel, and it was when Israel was going through a tough time, they were having a tough time believing, and this is the word of God to us today. If you've ever been in a place where you're having a tough time of believing, and it looks like things are staying the same, the course of, the course of things are staying the same, they're not changing, this is the word of the Lord to you today. It says, behold, I will do something new. Now it will spring forth. Will you not be aware of it? I will even make a roadway in the wilderness, rivers in the desert. Do not call to mind former things or ponder on things of the past. That's the word of the Lord to us. He's going to do something new. The rivers of water are going to flow through our lives. God is going to do something very special for each and every one of us. God wants to get miracles to you and through you. God wants to flow his rivers of living water to you and through you like, the, like, like, like streams. That's how I saw it, just like streams, like streams. The life source wants to flow through you like streams. God wants to give you businesses. God wants to give you multiple streams of income. God wants to give you good health. God wants to give you prosperity. 
God wants to give you healthy relationships. And for you women, God wants to give you husbands. Hey, hallelujah. I'm going to say it again. For you women, God wants to give you husbands. Yes, he does. And for you men, God wants to give you wives. Oh, it was quiet just then. I'm going to say that loud so that it got quiet, didn't it? It got quiet. For you men, God wants to give you wives. Yes, he does. Yes, he does. Healthy relationships. Healing in your families. God wants to give you healing in your family. God, God wants to restore what was lost. Everything that the enemy tried to take from you, everything that you thought you lost, God wants to restore it. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. He's a restoring God, isn't he? Yes, yes, yes. Something happened right there, right there, right there, right there. Thank you, Jesus, for restoring what was lost in Jesus' name. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. God wants to rebuild what the enemy tried to destroy. God wants to bring promotion on your job. God wants to bring education into your life. He wants to make you the best in your field, at the top of your field, so you can rep, so you, so he can, so you can represent him in your field. God wants to make you his representation so that his glory can fill the earth. God wants to make you look good. Yes, he does. Yes, he does. He wants to make you look good. He wants to give you the finest of cars. Uh-huh. The best houses to live in. Uh-huh. He wants to give you land and estates. Yes, ma'am. God wants the rivers of life to flow from you. But he cannot. Because there's a dam blocking the rivers from flowing. There is a dam blocking the rivers from flowing. How many of you have ever been to a place in your relationship with the Lord where you felt it was good... The Lord was blessing your life and causing you to prosper. And all of a sudden, there was a blockage in the presence of the Lord. Have you ever felt that? By show of hands. Have you ever shot this? All right. Just be curt. You, yeah, we've probably all been in the same place before. Yeah. You've, you've felt that before? Everything came to a sudden halt. There was a dryness in your life. Specifically in your devotional life. Have you ever been to a place where you, where you, you know, every morning you get up and you pray and you, and, you, and you talk to God and you meet him in the presence of the Lord. You get on your face, you open your word or, or your phone or, or wherever your Bible is and, and, you're, and you're in that word and the presence of the Lord comes in and you know he's right there, right there. Have you ever felt that before? But then there's some times where, you, where, you, where you're like, Lord, I ain't feeling it today. Lord, I need something. Will you get, go and get a scripture and, and, and that's it? Have you ever been to that place? Have you been, been in that place? There's a dryness, a dryness in the presence of the Lord. Or have you ever been to a place where when, when you're praying, sometimes when you pray, you know that, that, that your faith is there, your heart is there, your, 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 uh, uh, everything is, is, is there, your will is there, and you know that, that the things that you're praying, that they're going to come to pass because you, you know that the Lord is with you. Have you ever, ever been like that in prayer? But then there's sometimes when you pray and it's dry. 
It's like, Lord, Lord, blessed Jesus, Lord. Lord, thank you for strength, thank you for life, thank you for health. In Jesus' name, see you later. You know, have you ever, have you ever, have you ever been that, been that way where you, where you say a quick prayer or, or even right before you walk into work and it's not the same as when, as when you're praying and you know the presence of, the, of God is there? Have you ever been to a place where there's no intimacy with God, where the, the relationship, your relationship with God uh, is not, um, it, doesn't, it doesn't seem like he's close, it seems like he's far. Have you ever been to that place? What is the dam? What is that thing that blocks the Lord? What is the, that thing that blocks the anointing? What is that thing that blocks blocks the, the presence of God from coming in and flowing? What, what is that thing that, 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 is, that is set up, that is designed to stop the water from flowing through? That's the lifeline for, for everything in your life and the people that are connected to you. What is the dam? The dam is loyalty to immature behavior. I'm going to walk this way for a second. Go around these drums back here. Let that sink in a little bit. Uh-huh. Now I'm going to come right back. Uh-huh. Did you hear what I said? What did I say? Let's say it together. Loyalty to Yes, that is the dam. That is the blockage. Making decisions that are based on emotions. We have a lot of kids in here today. <laughs> I don't want to do it. There's a lot of kids in here today. Ha, ha, ha. Another way to put it is that damn immature behavior. (laughs) It's the blockage, right? That's the damn, right? (laughs) I'm talking about the damn. (laughs) That immature behavior. (laughs) How does it how does it look? It comes in the form of anger. When someone makes you mad. How do you respond versus react? When someone, when, when someone makes you angry at work, do you, do you listen to what they're saying or do you fly out the handle and, and act off of your emotions? Or maybe not saying anything right there when it happens, but then you get into a co-workers and then you spew all over them with negative, negative talk saying what you feel that comes out in the form of curses and everything else. That's one of the things that blocks the flow. Anger. Another thing is pride. Pride. Pride is another thing that blocks the flow from going through. The Bible says that pride comes before the what? Before the fall. Pride looks like when you're wrong and when you're strong. You know what I'm talking about? Wrong with it and strong with it. Like, no, I ain't going to church today. 
because I ain't going to do it. I'm going to Bedside Baptist. Well, why not? Because that's what I'm going to do. Wrong and strong. Anger, pride, selfishness is another thing that stops the flow. Selfishness. Selfishness says, you know what, today I'm doing me. I don't care what you say, I'm going to do me today. Oh, you going to a connection group? No, I ain't going to be able to do it. Because today I'm doing me. Well, what about, what about prayer? Are you going to link up with people and pray to with people today and, and, and get, before, get before God and pray? No, I ain't going to do it. Today, you do you. I'm going to do me. I'm going to take a break. I need a break. That's the thing that brings that blockage there. That's the thing that, that damns the presence of the Lord from coming through your life. Anger, pride, selfishness, laziness. Just plain, flat, lazy. Laziness says, you know what? I'm tired. I ain't feeling it today. I don't feel like getting in the presence of the Lord. I ain't getting up early. Lord, I know you're trying to wake me up. The Bible says he wakes us up in the dawn. He wakes us up in the morning. Sometimes the Lord is trying to get you, get you to the place where he can talk to you, to where he can tell you what he wants you to do, tell you about the appointments that are getting ready to happen in your life, tell you about the sequences of events that's getting ready to happen on your job, tell you about the promotion that he wants to give you, tell you about the people that he wants to minister to through you. But you're like, no, Lord, I, I, I ain't doing it today because I'm tired. I don't feel like it. Loyalty to emotional behavior. Loyal to it. Nah, no, I don't feel when I ain't feeling, I ain't gonna do it. Anger, pride, selfishness, laziness, rejection. Rejection. Rejection looks like when nothing ever works in your mind. When nothing ever works right, when, when nothing ever, when, when you can't seem to get, when people don't accept you, when you, can't, when you can't seem to get past a certain place, everything, everything looks like rejection to you. When, when somebody gives you uh, something to correct you and it, and it will help you with the course of your behavior and you can't accept it, you think that they're attacking your person. When you're, when you're working on your job and, and your performance, when your performance uh, needs a little help or you need adjustment in the way that you're doing things, but people can't tell you about yourself because it feels like they're attacking your, your person emotionally. You can't work with people like that. Do, is, does anybody understand what I'm talking about? Is this making sense to y'all? I know it's, it was slapping me upside my head because I've been guilty of it. I've been in that place where it feels like everything everybody says is always attacking my personal person, always attacking me instead of, instead of the emotional behavior that I need to change. Uh, another thing uh, that stops that flow, that stops that, that blocks that, 
that block that stops the, the river of God from flowing through us. Another thing that dams that river is wrong soul ties. Wrong soul ties. Connected to the wrong friends. One of the one of the one of the things that I've had to have to fight through is is you know I love people I can talk to people anywhere you know I, I love people I love to hang with people I love I love to surround myself around around people but I had to I had to reevaluate my circle because everybody in your circle the five people that are closest to you that's who you are that's who you act like that's who you live like that's that's what comes out of you the people the five people that impart into your life those are the people the people that are closest to you the, are the ones that influence your life the most and that's what comes out of you their behavior some of you got, you're acting like your friends who don't have relationships with God. Some of your friends are giving you advice that's not biblical. Some of your friends are giving you uh, advice about your marriage that are single. And they don't have a flip. They don't know what's going on in a marriage or how to navigate in a marriage because they, they ain't never done it before. Some of you are in school and, and, are, and are taking advice from people or are wrongly connected to people who are waiting just to get you in the place to take you down this, this road. They see the charisma in you. They see that the, the people are attracted to you. They see the anointing of God on your life. But all they can think about is if I can get this, people, this person involved with what I'm involved in, this is going to make my business grow, whatever it is, pharmaceutical or whatever it is. They're not concerned about your livelihood. They're concerned about what they can get out of you for their own personal benefit. Let me, let me, give, you, let me give you a hint. That's the enemy. That is the enemy. I, I know I'll be yelling and stuff. I, I'm kind of passionate about these kind of things. <laughs> because, because, because he only got, he, he, only, he, ain't, he ain't doing, he's doing the same thing over and over. He only got three devices. And people, he ain't nothing new. Oh, he, he keeps doing the same kind of things. The first thing he want to do is what? Steal, kill, and destroy by any means necessary. Any means necessary. He'll use your mama. He'll use your daddy. He'll use your friends. He'll use your co-workers. He'll use anything. He'll use a television. He'll use whatever he can because he does not want your life to fulfill the purpose of God. Another thing that blocks that flow is what? Being wrongly, excuse me, I already said that. All right, so let me go back. There's anger, pride, selfishness, laziness. Rejection, wrong soul ties, being connected to the wrong people sexually. I'm going to take a walk back in. Let that sink in real good. I'm going to let them think about that right quick. Let me come back up here. Let me come up here. Did y'all hear what I said? You heard what I said. What did I say? Being connected to the wrong people sexually. 
when you have sex with a person, there is a blood transfer. There's blood that leaves the man and connects with the woman. I would break down that down a little bit further, but I'm on the ears in here. I'm gonna leave that right there, just that simple. There is a covenant when you lay down with that person. Your soul is tied to that person. Every person that they've been with, now you are connected to. It could be a he, it could be a she, it could be a he, she. It could be a man acting like a woman. It could be a woman acting like a man. You are connected to all of that. Loyalty to immature behavior. Loyalty to immature behavior. I want to keep that in your mind. Loyalty to immature behavior. Making decisions that are based off of your emotions. Anger, pride, selfishness, laziness, rejection, wrong soul ties, being connected to the wrong people sexually, and this one law right here, porn. Nullifies you to the presence of God. There, there is an epidemic that is happening in our culture. There's an epidemic that is happening in our culture. And I want to expose the enemy today. Expose him. When you, when, you, when, you, when you shed light on the enemy and his devices, that's when he loses his power. So today I want to shed light on the enemy and, and the device that he's been using to attack each and every one of us. It used to be in the grocery store aisle. Long time ago. Used to be in the back of the grocery store, right? Then it came to the gas station, right? You see it every time you go to pay for something. Oh, gee, look at that. Right there in your face at the gas station. Now, where is it? At the click of a button. Sometimes it, it, it's, not, it's not hard porn, it's soft porn. It's, it's algorithms. It's, it's suggested behavior. Have you ever been scrolling on Instagram or scrolling on Facebook or scrolling on social media and you see images of, of, of people who are trainers? Shoot, they even got people cooking on there like this. They got all kind of stuff on there. That, and you, you weren't, you, your mind could be furthest from, from thinking from, you know, furthest, that could be the furthest thing from your mind. But here comes these images. And those images, let me tell you, let me tell you how slick the enemy, enemy is. Those Im images were designed to take your focus, to take your sex drive. To take your sex drive and distort your reality, dis distort your, your perception of pleasure. Your sex drive was created for marriage. I'm a... Hello. 
Y'all still there? If you're with me, say yeah. Your sex drive was created for the confines of marriage. So what do I do with this energy? You make your sex drive your success drive. See, some of you just got too much time on your hands. You ain't doing nothing productive. You're not busy with the plans that God has given you two years ago. The things he spoke to you when you when you were in this sanctuary, and he told you what he wanted you to do, or the things that the people have said to you, the, the, the appointments that he sent to you to show you exactly what to do, or the word of God when you were opening opening up and you saw it, you said, "Oh Lord, okay, yes, I'm gonna do it. Yes, I'm gonna do it." The enemy wants to distract you using porn because he knows that it's gonna take you farther than you wanted to go. It's going to make you stay longer than you wanted to stay. And you're going to pay more than you intended to pay. Because after a while, my masturbation ain't enough. Oh, yeah, I said it. Uh-huh, in the pulpit. Yeah, masturbation ain't enough. After a while, your toys, that ain't enough. After a while, you're going to need you, you're going to have the urge to go fulfill this desire, this animal that you woke up. And that's his, that's his device. And when, and when, and when that, when that thing comes alive, it nullifies you from the presence of God. It takes your desire away to, to get before the Lord. You, f- you feel guilty before you get there. When you, when you go to pray, you, 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 can, you can't, you, it's like a blockage. You can't go into the presence of the Lord because you, because you know that you have this, this thing on, on your hands. Well, some people try to justify it and say, oh, it's okay. I, I ain't doing nothing wrong. I'm, I'm, not, I'm not doing nothing wrong. I'm not committing adultery. It's not, I don't see the, what's wrong with it. There's no biblical basis that it says, it says that. I'm going to show you where it's wrong. I want you to pray and try it at the same time. <laughs> That's what helped me right there. That don't mix, right? That don't mix. That ain't right. Yeah, yeah. Some people try to justify smoking too. They try to smoke and fight, smoke too. I want you to try to smoke and pray at the same time. You're gonna sound stupid. No. It's the truth. It's the truth. It's the truth. Stick, stick to us. Stick to us. Stick to us. Sometimes I get you know sidetracked. All right, so these are things that bring that bring that dam in the flow. Bring that dam in the in the flow. I'm gonna take you to the word now. First Corinthians 13, 11 says, What does it say? When I was a child, I spoke, I thought, and I reasoned as a child. But when I grew up, I put away childish things. That's 1 Corinthians 13. I think that's from the, I think I saw that was a cool translation. Another translation says, when I was a child, I, I, I spoke as a child. I thought as a child. I understood as a child. But when I, when I became a man or when I became a woman, I, I put away childish things. See, some of us are grown men 
and grown women and we still have childish things. We are still loyal to immature behavior. We're still loyal to immature behavior. So it's, it's important for us to identify the things that, is, that are blocking, that is blocking the pres presence of God from flowing through our eyes, from our lives, because we are the ones that put them there. And nothing will happen until you, until you identify the, the loyalty to the immature things. Once you start taking responsibility for your own behavior, it looks like this. It looks like, no, you made me mad this time. Yeah, you made me mad. You, I can't say it. Can I say piss you off? Can I say piss? You pissed me off this time. You know, I have to watch. I have to watch. <laughs> I have to watch what I say out of my mouth. That's the area that the Lord is working on me in. It's my mouth, this one right here. <laughs> so, so, so here's what it looks like, mature, mature behavior. It, it's, it looks like this. It looks like uh, it's resistance training. Uh, I've been I've been in this I've been in this uh, what's my time look like? I don't want to go on my time. Well, uh, it's, it's resisting well, it's resistance training. Here's what in in the area of fitness and and nutrition, it's all about resistance. When you when you when you're working out, and there's a there's a principle. It's called time under tension. Tension is that resistance, okay? The amount of time that you put your muscles under tension, it strengthens, it tones, and it burns fat. You see that? I'm helping you right now in your fitness right now. You should be writing this down. I'm telling you, T-U-T, -T, time under tension. The amount of time that you put your muscles under tension, it, it strengthens, it tones, and it burns fat. But you have to have that resistance, you have to have that thing that burns. When I tell you it burns, it, it burns. If you want your body to change, come on, y'all know I'm looking better. Come on, I look good up here doing this thing. Yes, yes, yes. I was 230 pounds. I am now 210 pounds. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Oh, yeah, oh, yeah, I'm going to flex that right there. Now, this belongs to Toya now. I want you, want you to know that. That's, that's her, that's her, that's her. But it takes... It takes resistance, it takes resistance to build, to tone, and to burn fat. I'll show you what resistance look like, looks like for immature behavior. When you get angry, instead of saying, no, I'm just going to be mad. Resistance looks like, oh, what does the Bible say about resistance? If you resist the enemy, what happens? He will flee. He's going to run. See, the problem is we ain't been resisting. That's the immaturity. We've just been letting it, letting it go. Yeah, go, let, go ahead. Just do what you want to do. Yeah, ow. Uh. Res resistance looks like, resistance looks like when somebody makes you angry, instead of being mad saying, uh, I'm going to think about this before I, re I react. You have one second. You got a second before it happens. You got one second to make that decision. 
You, you have one second to say, okay, Lord, help me right here. What, would you, what do you want me to do? Give me the strength to control my emotions. Give me, give me the strength to control my emotions. You can be mad and make the right decisions. You can be, you can be pissed off and make the right decision, decisions and control yourself. You understand what I'm saying? Y'all still with me? Is this effective? Is this helping you? I hope so. I hope so. You can, you can be mad and control yourself. Another, another, here's, what, here's what resistance looks like when it comes to pride. Instead of saying, no, I'm wrong and strong. No. Instead of, instead of saying, I'm wrong and strong, strong you, you say, no matter what, I'm going to serve the Lord. Say that with me. Say, no matter what, I will serve the Lord. This is what happens when, you, when you're wrong and strong, and you're going to be reminded. The Lord is going to bring it to your memory. He's going to show you where you are where you, in that moment. And you're going to have to make that decision. And this is what you say. You remember my voice when you say, yeah, Pastor Chris was screaming in my ear. Say, saying this, say, no matter what, I will serve the Lord. No, you halfway said it. You halfway said it. Come on, say it with me one more time. Say, no matter what, I will serve the Lord. If you believe it, clap your hands and give the Lord praise. Yes. Instead of being selfish, instead of saying, I will do me, this is what you say. Not my will. Your will be done. I took this model from the greatest example, from the greatest example in history. When Jesus was in the Garden of Gethsemane and he saw your face, he knew that the only way to set you free was he had to let them nail his hands, put big nails and nail his hands, nail his feet together, beat him, whip him, cuss at him, strip butt naked, hanging on the cross, ashamed so that you could be free. Lord, the least I could do, I owe my life to you. Lift your hands before the Lord right there. I owe my life to you. I surrender my will to you. Not my will. Your will be done. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord God. Use me to do what you want to do through me. No matter how it feels. Not my will. Your will be done. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Here's what resistance training looks like when it comes to laziness. Here's what I tell myself. No, Chris. What is it? Instead of being tired, saying what? Do it anyway. Do it anyway. Do it anyway. Here's what I say. Do it now. Do it now. No, Chris, do it now. Do it now. Do it now. If I put it up to labor, I ain't, ain't going to do it. I can do what the Lord told me to do. Okay, Lord, you want me to get up? All right, I'm doing it. I don't care how I feel. I'm tired, Lord. I can't see. I'm stepping, stumbling out the bed. I can't hardly walk, Lord. But I'm going into this room because I know you're going to meet me. I know you're going to give me what I need. I know you're going to speak to my ears. I know you're going to speak to my heart. I know you're going to give me something that's going to protect me from the devices of the enemy and to empower me to do what you've created me to do. I'm going to do it now. I want to do it now. Do it now. Do it now. 
Thank you, Lord. Do it now. Uh, instead of uh, rejection, rejection looks like, it's, it's resistance training against rejection looks like. Even though I'm feeling rejected, I'm going to do it no matter what, regardless of how I feel. See, see, sometimes, sometimes rejection is just a feeling. It's not real. And you have to push past your emotions. And the only thing that gets you results is consistency. You got to do it over and over and over and over and over and over until it, until, until it makes sense. Sometimes it ain't going to make sense what the Lord tells you to do up front. Sometimes the Lord is going to ask you to serve and, and you feel rejected because people, let me tell you something. Oh, my goodness. Ben, <laughs> it's been a journey uh, uh, leading worship. It's been a journey uh, uh, leading the band. There's been places where you have to deal with people. And sometimes, and sometimes you, you, you come across emotional behavior. Sometimes you rub shoulders with people who just, just don't agree with, with what you're doing. They just don't agree. But sometimes you have to ignore that. Even though it feels like rejection to your person, it, be, it could be something that they're dealing with. But sometimes you have to push past your emotions and keep on doing what, what, you want, what, what the Lord has called you to do. Does this, does this help you? I hope it's helping you. Lord Jesus, I'm doing what you said do. <laughs> I know it's helping me. <laughs> okay? Wrong soul ties. Resistance training against wrong soul ties. What does it look like? Instead of saying, uh, instead of having wrong friends, uh, instead of having, having the wrong set of friends, here's what you want to do. You want to connect yourself with people who are better than you. You want to connect yourself with, with right relationships. You want, to, you want to connect yourself with people who are at the top of their field. You want to connect yourself with people who can take you where you haven't been yet. That means they're better than you at what they do in their field. Your destiny is determined by your ability to pursue mentors who can take you to the next level. That takes going outside of your schedule. And I know what that means because I got a family. I serve in this ministry. And I work a job too. But my livelihood, my growth depends on my ability to persevere and to go after the people who can help me sharpen, sharpen my gift, sharpen my tools so I can be effective. And that's the same for you. You have a responsibility to go after those people who can help you. Instead of spending time with those people, who dragging you down? You understand the difference? <coughs> Excuse me. And last thing, instead of, instead of getting involved in porn, Excuse me, I'm sorry, that's the last one. Uh, being connected to wrong sexual people. Instead of, instead of being connected to the wrong sexual people, cut it off. Cut it off. Erase the number out your phone. Erase the number out your phone. Married men. There have been women who made advances towards you. 
who flirt with you on, on the internet. They know all oh, they know how to get a hold of you. Let me tell you how savvy technology is. You can, I can be in a room right now. I can send a picture to somebody I don't even know. And they don't know it. A picture will pop up on their screen. I'm going to do it right now. Watch this. I'm sending my picture. I'm clicking this button. I'm pushing airdrop. Uh-huh. I see Auntie. I see James. I'm sending it to James right now. Uh-huh. I see, I see Noble. Did you get it? I see Noble. I sent it to Noble. Uh-huh. I see Auntie. I sent it to you. Did you accept it? Lord, some people don't know how to work their phone. I sent it to Ricardo Jr. You get it? You don't, it don't say no name on there. You see that? Look, look at what your children have to deal with. That could be any kind of picture. This is the wave of technology. This is, this is the way people communicate. Sorry, I thought I would expose the enemy on that. Cut it off. Cut those relationships off. Erase the number. Erase the contact. Erase the person on Facebook. Erase the person on, on, on Instagram. If it's a relationship that's not healthy and wholesome, you know what I'm talking about. You know what I'm talking about. Same thing, women. You have men that are making advances towards you at work who are flirting. High school students, college students, everybody's subject to this. This is this, this, this he ain't no respective persons. He don't care about your mom, about your kid. He, he want to destroy it all. So the way he the way he do, does is, is is through this, through that, through that, through that, through communication. And it's important to do what? Cut it off. And the last thing is porn. Instead of looking at that porn that nullifies you from the presence of God. Turn your sex drive into your success drive. Pick up your pen. Put that pad beside your bed. If you ask the Lord, ask the Lord, Lord, what do you want me to do? Show me what to do, and I'll do it. Lord, help me with this business plan. Lord, help me with these relationships. God, help me with, with, with my family. God, help me with my marriage. God, help me in my singleness. God, help me, help, me, help me to understand what you want me to do. If you ask those questions to the Lord, he will give you the answers. He'll show you where to go in the word. He'll show you what to pray. He'll show you what to do at your job. If you write those plans down, he will establish them. He will establish them. Uh, a quick story, an example. Um, I'll give you one quick story and then we're, we're out of here. Uh, there's a, there was a guy in the Bible. It comes out, the story comes out of 2 Kings 5 and 1. Second uh, Kings verse 5, 1 through 14. And the story is about Naaman, and Naaman was in was in the army. He was a commander in the army, and uh, and he won many victories. And Naaman was a mighty warrior, but he suffered from leprosy. Now, leprosy is a disease that is in that day they didn't have a cure. They didn't have a cure for leprosy, so it was a terminal disease. 
and he needed a miracle from the Lord. But he was a, he was a, he was a, he, he was a, see, lepers, they banished lepers back in that day. They made them stay in their own colony because you, if you come skin to skin with the person, you can give them leprosy. So he, but they kept him in the army because he was a bad boy. He was, he was a, he was a, he was a stone cold, yeah. <laughs> he was a stone cold, he was, he was, he was a master in the art of the sword at combat his skills his hands and his his hands were trained for battle but he had leprosy so one day he won this battle and and uh and with the army that he was in and he and and he he rescued this little girl she she, he he rescued this little girl and the little girl was uh let me read it it says at this at this time armenia raiders had involved excuse me, excuse me, had invaded the land of Israel. And among the captives, there was a young girl who had been Naaman's, they said there was a young girl who had been given to Naaman's wife. So, so they captured this girl, they rescued this young girl from the battle, and, and the young girl came, became uh, Naaman's wife's maid. You still with me? I don't fall asleep on me now. If you're with me, say yeah. yeah. If you with me, say oh yeah. You with me say, all right. All right. <laughs> so Naaman's, Naaman's daughter, Naaman's, excuse me, Naaman's, you can call her his daughter, Naaman's uh, a servant, she told Naaman's wife, she said, I wish Naaman would go and visit the prophet, the king of Aaron. Uh, I'm sorry. She, so, the, so this little slave girl said, I wish he would go and, and, and visit the prophet. The prophet will heal her of leprosy. Right? So Naaman went to the king, and Naaman went to the king, and he said, can you send a letter, can you send a letter to the prophet? The prophet was Elisha. And, and uh, so, so Naaman takes these gifts. He takes, he takes, so the king writes the letter, and Naaman takes some gifts. He takes 700 pounds of silver. He takes 150 pounds of gold and 10 sets of clothing. And he was going to give this all to Elijah because he, wants to be, he wanted to be healed. Right? So he takes this to Elijah. And when he's taking this to Elijah, the king, the king was afraid because <laughs> the king was like, oh, my goodness. If, if this doesn't work, Naaman's going to kill me. I'm not a healer. I'm, I'm not a person who, who heals people. I, I'm just doing this because I'm, I'm trying to get my best warrior healed, but I don't really know if this is going to work or not. So he was, he was like, oh, my gosh. So Elijah the prophet send a letter, sends a letter to the king and says, hey, it's okay. Today, Naaman is going to know that the prophet of God, that there is a real prophet of God in Israel, right? So, 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 so he said, tell him to come on. So Naaman goes over there, and Naaman goes to Elisha's door, and, and uh, actually the gate, and, and Elisha sends a servant to meet Naaman at the gate. And what does it say? What did the servant tell him? Uh huh. Verse 10. When Elijah told the man, man of God, when he told his clothes, he said, Why are you? They're restored and healing. 
<laughs> Name him. Okay, but hang it's right there. It's right there. Come on, help, Lord, help me see it right here. I know it's right there. Let me see. It's just. Uh, oh, it's on the screen. Right there, right in front of my face. <laughs> see, that's the help meet right there. That's the help meet. <laughs> Thank you, Ken. I know you got me, brother. I appreciate you, brother. Uh-huh, 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 right there. All right. But Elisha sent a message to him with this message. Go and wash yourself how many times? In the Jordan River. Then do what? Of leprosy. Yep. And then what happened after that? But Naaman became what? Uh-oh. And then what did he do? What do kids do when they're mad? <laughs> right? That's what they do right before you tell that tale up. Uh-huh, because my Bible says spare the rod, spoil the child. Uh-huh. This was a grown man that had loyalty to immature behavior. You see that? What did he do? He got angry. He stalked away. He said, what? I thought certainly he would come out to meet me. He said, I expected him to do what? Something. Wave his hand over leprosy. Call the name of the Lord and heal me. Something. But he said, the servant? Come on. Who am I? I'm the baddest warrior in, in the land. What, what, what happens next after that? Aren't the rivers of Damascus and, and Abana and the, the far part better than any of the rivers in Israel? You want me to wash in this dirty water? Why well, I got to go to the dirty water? You want me to wash where, they, where the stream comes down? What's happening upstream? What they doing in that water? I got to wash where all the stuff collects at? I got to wash in the pool. Come on. That's, what I, that's, what, that's my translation. That's the, <laughs> right? Right? Why, should, why shouldn't I wash them? It's, it's a, why shouldn't I wash in them and be healed? So what did, what did, what did Naaman do? That's what some of you look like, right? When your when your when your when your boss tells you something that you don't want to do. That's what some of you do, right before right before you ask to be in the choir, but they tell you to go serve in the parking lot. some of you do you got to give your tithe and offering in the summertime on vacation yeah I'm just saying put that back up there please sir if you would but then what happens next Come on. Then what happens next? The officers try to reason with him. Sir, 
If the prophet had told you to do something very difficult, wouldn't you have done it? So, so you should certainly obey him when he says simply, go and wash and what? Be cured. Sometimes you need the voice of reason in your life. That's where the mentors come in. That's when, you, that's when your connections come in. That's when, the, that's when, that's when people with wisdom who, who've been in situations that you've been in before, that's when they can give you wisdom. That's when they can impart the word of the Lord to you through the experiences that they've experienced. What does the Bible say? It says they overcame by the what? By the blood of the lamb and by the what? By the word of their testimony. Sometimes somebody's been, they got the testimony already. They already been through that. They know where you are. And then what happened after that? What happens that? What happened after that? What did he say after that? Come on, baby. Come on, baby. Bring that thing back. So Naaman went down to the Jordan River and what? Dipped himself how many times? Seven times. As the man of God had instructed him. He did what the Lord said do. He did what the Lord told him to do. What is the Lord telling you to do? What has the Lord already instructed you to do? He's waiting on you to do what? Do what the Lord said. Do what he said. What happens after you did what he said? Smooth skin. The Lord healed him. The very miracle that he was waiting for, the miracle that he was waiting for was tied to his obedience. The miracle he was waiting for was tied into him. Yes, sir. Thank you, sir. Was tied to him acknowledging his immature behavior. He had to take a second. Naaman had to take a second and say, okay, God. All right, I got to get it together here. I got to make a decision. And I'm going to do what you told me to do. He could have stormed off. He could have kept going. But what did he do? He stopped and he turned around and he said, oh. all right, I acknowledge. All right, this is where I'm, this is where I'm being immature. He didn't, say, he didn't say any words. You don't see any words after that. He just stopped in his tracks. Sometimes you got to stop in your tracks right before you get angry, right before you get lonely, right before you get tired, right before you're feeling, feeling lazy, right before you're feeling rejected. You got to stop in those tracks right before you pick up that phone and look up something that, that's got material on it you're not supposed to be looking at you gotta stop in your tracks you have a second the Lord is faithful to give you that opportunity he ain't gonna take your will away though you have to make that decision but he's faithful to give you that give you that moment and when you identify when you identify the thing that's stopping you then the Lord can help you, give you the strength to remove those rocks, remove those sticks, remove those things that have built this dam. He could give you the strength to deal with those things, and it, but it's not overnight. This is a process. That's a dam. So it's all kind of stuff, filth, that you got to clear out. And that's a daily process. You got to walk that out. And this has been the challenge for me. I go through encounter and, I, and, and I'm faced with the things that I, got deal, that I deal with. But it don't stop there. 
You got to walk that thing out. Every day the Lord is going to show you something. And, and it's going to take practice. He's going to show you something that, that he wants you to deal with. But when you deal with that thing, let me tell you something. That the blessing of the Lord, the rivers of the Lord are waiting to flow through you. Miracles. Miracles are coming to your house. Miracles are coming to your family that's connected to you. Lives will be saved. Lives will be changed because of the, 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 the anointing, the flow on your life. But will you be ready? Will you make the decision to deal with those things that are stopping it? You got you to make that choice. You got to make that choice. I got to make that choice. I'm pointing his fingers. They're pointing right back at me. I got to deal with this too. Give you one more thing. We out of here. Ask you these questions. What is stopping the flow of God from your, flowing through your life? Is it the fear of rejection? Is it rehearsing what hasn't happened yet? Is it sin? Is it blatant, blatant sin? Is it doubt? Is it focusing on those things that people have said about you? Is it laziness? Is it tiredness in your spirit? Is it disobedience? Is it ignoring what God specifically said to you to do? Excuse me. Is it disappointment? It didn't go the way you planned it? Is it wrong soul ties? Is it, is it being connected to speak people, uh, the wrong people spiritually? Is it porn? What is the Lord dealing with you? What, what is the Lord dealing? What is the Lord putting his finger on in your life? Will you have the courage to deal with those things today? Will you have the courage to start to remove those things? I want you to stand to your feet. The way I look at this is doing business before God. This ain't personal. This is business. We are in the business of doing what God has created us to do, right? And in order to do that, our hearts have to be clear. Our minds have to be pure. So this, is, this, is, this doesn't have any specific name on it. It has everybody's name on it. If, you, if you're dealing with something that the Lord is putting his hand on, and, and something in, in, in this text today, something, something that was said, something out of the words that he gave me is affecting you. Would you raise your hand? Some of the things you know you got to deal with. Next thing I want you to do. Come on, flood this altar. 